Hey guys, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Everything Local. Today I'm joined by good friend Tyler Dean from uh, Blastwork Pressure Cleaning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. No worries. Um, so I know your story. A lot, a lot of other people don't. Um, tell us a little bit about you and yeah, what you're about. Okay, I'm uh, relatively local to the uh, the area that Josh specialises in. Um, sort of spent a lot of time in West Pennant Hills. I've uh, been doing pressure cleaning for about... Um, Started in about 2014 and it was part-time. Now I ran this business part-time for about uh, five to six years. Um, And then uh, basically in the last few months I've gone full-time and um, decided to give it a real crack and, um, and the rest is history. So you're in that conveyancing space for a little bit. I was, yeah. So the last two years I spent a lot of time, um, obviously doing the pressure cleaning part-time, but then uh, studying at Macquarie Uni uh, via correspondence and uh, working in a, uh, in a uh, conveyancing firm. Um, became a licensed conveyancer and then not long after decided that uh, really wasn't for me just to be mm. sitting at that desk all day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing a bit of the um, pressure cleaning on the weekends as well and always oh, been yeah. um, quite a hard worker in terms of like seven days, happy to do it up early, staying late. How did you find that, balancing the two jobs together? Yeah, look, I've always um, I've always loved it. Um, you know, a little bit of extra money on the side always helped, uh, you know, when you've got certain goals in mind. I uh, also found that, you know, once I started working Saturdays and, and sometimes Sundays that if there was a weekend where I didn't have work on a Saturday, I felt really guilty. <laughs> you know, I felt, actually felt like I was losing money. So yeah. um, it just becomes second nature. Um, now, now that I've gone full time, I actually probably work less days. Um, but obviously those days are a little bit more, a little, little bit harder, a little bit more intense. And, you know, then you've got all the paperwork every night and all that mm. sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, your, your days, my days aren't just a, a, a one day a week now. They're, they're definitely seven days. So. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about what the business actually offers. It's not just pressure cleaning. You've um, yeah. expanded a little bit. I think it started off with pressure cleaning and you're doing a bit more now. Yeah. So look, when, when I first started, um, like anything, I was sort of new to it. And, um, uh, you know, you, you've given me uh, a lot of a lot of jobs when I was first starting out and uh, got, got the feet wet and, uh, you know, sort of learned what to do along the way. So I started just doing house washing, obviously driveways, stuff like that. As, as the business went on, you know, started getting better equipment, um, started offering roof cleaning, uh, basically all exterior cleaning. Um, so, you know, anything from window cleaning, house washing, um, a great thing I, I think is, you know, w- when preparing a house for sale is a pre-sale wash, mm. you know, house wash, basically washing from the from the roof or the, or the gutters down and just giving the house a bit of that spark. So that's mainly what I specialise in. Um, you know, as, as the business is getting, you know, going on, I'm, I'm starting to get better equipment and, uh, you know, a bit more knowledge about certain products to use. Um, you do see a, some cowboys out there that uh, <laughs> I go to some jobs and they've completely ruined it with their little Bunnings <laughs> Karcher. So, uh, yeah, look, it's um, it's one of those things I enjoy doing and, and it's very rewarding. You know, the before and after photos are always good fun. Yeah. Um, they tend to pop really well, those before and after photos. Yeah, look, and I, I can get to a job and, and, and get really excited about the before and afters <laughs> because, you know, when I get to a dirty job, I know it's going to be uh, really good for the social media channels yeah. and, you know, get, gets people hitting that like button. So, yeah. um, you know, that's always pretty fun. Yeah. So talk about those cowboys. What's the one thing that you've done that's been the biggest mistake since you've um, sort of been doing any work, anything funny that you've come across as well? Um, look, nothing that I can really put my finger on in terms of, um, in terms of funny. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if I really thought about it, there is. Yeah. Um, 
one thing I learned very quickly was what you can and can't do with sandstone. Okay. Um, I had a few jobs earlier on where I probably used the wrong machinery <laughs> on, on sandstone. And luckily I was able to, luckily it was a, a sort of sandstone that was quite rough, rough edge. So, you know, you can sort of uh, fix it all up and, and that, but you, you, you do learn very quickly. I mean, all it takes is one mistake and you'll never do that again in this sort of business. Yeah, of course. And like some people that I talk to have concerns when they get a pressure wash done, they're like, oh, the paint might peel and all those sorts of things. How do you determine how hard the pressure should be? Can, can you adjust your pressure? Like how, how do you, you know, work that process? Yeah, so um, generally what I recommend for, um, you know, house washing, people think that it's going to be super high pressure blasting and, you know, you do see a lot of jobs where it's bubbling paint and whatnot. Uh, what we actually use is there's sort of certain spe- um, special chemicals and products and a lot of environmentally fr- friendly products that we can use that we sprayed on the house with low pressure, uh, let it dwell for about 20 minutes and then simply just wash the house down with low pressure. You may need high pressure in certain areas if there's a lot of mold build mm. up, but generally the products that we use can actually kill those things and uh, without doing damage to you know to your plants and all your yeah. surrounding things. So um, uh, that's called soft washing and that's become very big in America and it's becoming very big here because it's yeah. a safe way to, to wash things. Yeah, definitely. And I think from the social photos, you can see the big difference right so it's not just about getting it ready for sale it's more about potential like a spring cleanup if you're living there full time all those sorts of things yeah so look um generally a a really busy time for me is you know spring summer coming in because you know you're going to have family and friends Mm. and uh christmas i mean with covid you may not be having that many people around but i think you know spending time at home you, you sort of realize what you you know that you need to get things cleaned up and um you know, the, there's, it's not all about just pre-sale cleaning. Mm. Um, you know, obviously some people can, you know, uh, afford to, to just clean things at will, but others can't. So, um, for, for me, a big thing is the pre-sale cleaning because a lot of people do need it. And, yep. you know, uh, it's a small investment, uh, for, for quite, for what can be quite a large return. Yeah. Um, especially with the soft washing, because, you know, there's been many jobs that I've completed where, you know, under the eaves, the paint looks, it's all black and moldy and it actually looks like it needs painting, but uh, you give a soft wash and it comes up and, you know, that's a cost that you may save on in, in not having to paint. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we sort of suggest to people before we get properties on the market, yeah. just do a pressure clean and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes things can sort of turn up better than what you expected them to. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you are going to be cleaning, uh, uh, sorry, painting any, you know, exterior of the houses, you're going to need to clean it first anyway. Yeah. So um, similar with roofs, some people say, oh, do I need to get you know, do you clean and paint? I don't offer a painting service, but at the end of the day, uh, before you get a roof painted, it does need to be clean. So, um, you know, it's always, it's always something that you can, uh, you know, have done and then, you know, reassess from there. And if mm. it needs painting, then it needs painting. Yeah. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, but with a roof, if there's so much built up grime, usually underneath it is some pretty fresh tiles or usually decent paint. Would that yeah. Be look, it's, um, it all depends. I, <clears throat> a lot of, you've usually generally only got three different types of roofs, which is terracotta tiles, concrete tiles, and, um, you know, your corrugated tin mm. roofs. Um, generally, uh, terracotta is the roofs that's going to grow all the lichen and the green and the mold. Uh, that blasts off and you've pretty much got a new roof. <coughs> concrete tiles are painted from factory. Mm. So uh, you can probably clean concrete tiles maybe one or two times before they probably need repainting. But again, it's all at the, uh, the owner's discretion. You know, yeah. you may, you, you may, uh, clean concrete tiles and they may think, oh, you know, it's all right for now. Maybe, yeah. in, maybe in the next 10 years when I get it cleaned, I'll, mm. um, I'll get it painted then. So yeah, um, yeah generally the, the tiles are in good condition afterwards. And then again, with uh, corrugated tin, you, you basically never need to 
clean that if it's you know if you've bought the if the roof has been the right product from the get-go yeah you know yeah. your color bond steels and all that so they they um they tend to last really well yeah fair call so tell us about work ethic and i guess the you know one thing i've always known about you is a really high work ethic and really wanting to get stuck in and, and make things happen and then the just the quality of communication with clients and just that respect that's what a lot of people have said to me like they're just like good young kid wants to work hard always respectful where did all that come from do you think yeah look uh, I don't think I could pinpoint it to one thing I mean um, I guess from a young age uh, me and my sisters always had quite a good work I think we used to my old man uh, he he ran a commercial cleaning business and uh, you know for our pocket pocket money on during the week we used to have to go to uh, you know after school we'd go to these um, commercial offices around Norwest and and we'd be emptying bins vacuuming floors and and just doing that sort of stuff and <clears throat> You know, for the for the pocket money we're earning, it was probably uh, some would call it slave labor <laughs> these days. But that's what you know. I I wouldn't change it for the world because it's it's made me who I am, and it's actually um, <clears throat> I think it's given me the work ethic that I that I have now. You know, it's it's yeah. I, I think it's um, something that, that just came out of nowhere, I guess, and that's all I can really put it back to yeah. um, because I've never really had someone that's really drilled me about you know working hard. I mean your parents always say, you know, work hard and, and do well and, you know, to, to do well. But yeah, it was never really drilled into me. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd just attribute that, that to, um, yeah, just doing what I had to do for pocket money. But I think that's where it comes across so effortless from what you do. And from what I can see from the exterior, it's not as if it's hard work and you're not as if you're like, you'd like, you obviously tired from a big day, but mm. you're willing to get back in there and get stuck in every day. Cause that's, what's normal, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what you just grew up with. It, it wasn't that exactly. you were forced to go out there and do hard work. Yeah. It's just that your old man or your mom and your family were like, like, this is what just happens. Right. And you just yeah. went and made that happen. Yeah. I, I, and I guess so. And I, I think that's, I think that's where it comes from for a lot of people too. So, um, yeah, like the days sometimes are long and, and it's physically hard, but, um, you know, just like yourself, I'm, I'm into health and fitness. So, you know, it doesn't bother me to be on my feet all day. It's just like another bit of exercise and yeah. keeps you fit and healthy. And <laughs> so tell us most, um, enjoyable thing about what you do. Um, uh, most enjoyable thing is probably obviously before and afters. Um, I also really enjoy, um, because my job, my line of work, you're basically on a new job every day. You know, it's not like being a, another trade where, you know, you may be a builder, you're on the same job for three months. Yeah. Or because a conveyancer, you're in the same seat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing so, against the conveyancers, yeah. right? <laughs> Just not your, not your thing. No, so being being a, on a different job every day, obviously I'm meeting all these different faces. So um, it, it's really good to just have a chat with people and, you know, I, I like talking to people and just seeing you know what their reason is obviously for cleaning and you know a lot of the pre-sale things I always ask you know oh okay so you know when's the house in the market where are you looking at moving to and just you know finding out a little bit more about people asking what they do with them themselves and yeah I think I just enjoy I think every day is just a new day and so um you know with that comes new faces and it's really enjoyable I find yeah just building a relationship right yeah being, exactly. a, being a human I call it exactly yeah so where to next for the business uh, what's look, the five year plan or what's yeah, the goals yeah. for it? So the, so the, the big thing for me now, um, you know, obviously I've only been f- full time with it, you know, fairly recently. Um, and it's, it's been much busier than I thought it'd be obviously, um, different channels of marketing and whatnot. But, um, the one thing that I'm aiming to get more into now is probably the commercial side of things, industrial, mm. um, something where, you know, probably similar to you having like a rent role, 
um, just that constant work that you know you can you, you know what's coming in uh, you know on, on this given yeah. day of the month so um, five year plan obviously is to build the business um, pick up more commercial work and uh, obviously put on some staff and Build some more trailers and uh, you know have a few have a few trucks going around. Yeah, that strata work's probably a big one as well, isn't it? Hundred like percent. It's that consistent work. Hundred percent. Yeah. So um, it, you know, strata managers strata managers usually have their their pressure cleaner guy already, but you know if if I can just be a plan B and hopefully become a plan A for some of them. Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh, that's all it takes for some for some of these uh, smaller businesses just to sort of get their foot in the door. So um, yeah, just keep working on those commercial uh, relationships and see where we go. Yep. Um, if someone was thinking of opening up their own like pressure cleaning sort of what might be business in general, mm. really some tips or what some things that you've learned <coughs> over time. Yeah. So um, probably number one tip would be to um, stay away from your, your little Bunnings um, pressure cleaners. They may do, you know, they may do a trick for now, but they're just a waste of money. Um, I think initial investment, you probably need to invest in probably about $5,000 worth of machinery. Um, that's going to give you a solid setup that's going to be able to, you know, get you through a driveway cleaning and, and all sorts of, you know, <clears throat> different levels of grime, you know, with a little karcher, you're not going to be able to clean mm. certain things. Um, and then uh, another thing I'd probably recommend is just get get really active on uh, social media. I mean, I haven't always been super active, but obviously now working full time, I'm, I have the content now to post. Yeah. You know, I tried to post as much possible, much as possible, um, and just yeah, stay fresh in people's minds, I guess. Yeah. So Tyler meets Tyler six years ago when mm. he first first opens up the business. What advice would you give yourself? Yeah, uh, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no toe in the water approach. Right? Yeah. Look, I, I I don't regret um, my path to where I am now. Um, but I always had reservations about going full time with it. Um, you know, as I said, no regrets. I, I went to uni and did a, a conveyancing course and, and learned a lot about, you know, not just conveyancing, but all sorts of different subjects. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like anything, it, everything makes you who you are today, but uh, yeah, you, you really you could just go for it and, mm. um, you know, go drop flies every day if you have to, you know, yeah. spend hours on the weekend, just getting your name out there. That's, that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, full credit to you, man. Like I think that, you know, what started off as part time, you still did plenty of other things in between, um, and still quite young. Right. So it didn't really matter that you jumped from a few different things. You still kept pressure cleaning at heart. You're mm. always doing it on the weekends, yeah. despite everything else that was going on. Yeah. Um, you've shown just a real relentless attitude. Just get in, get stuck in. You're always returning calls for people. And that's why we keep sending you the business. Apart from the fact that you're a mate, the fact that I know when I send you something, you actually call them and keep me posted on how things go mm. with the work. Um, so look, I think none of the, I know the community appreciates everything that you do. We appreciate what you do. Congratulations on all the success. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you do moving forward. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. So easy. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Everything Local podcast with Josh Saliba. We really want to push the community and showcase the local businesses by providing them a platform to tell their story. Support these businesses by following the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you are a business or know of a business in the local area and would like to feature them on an episode, please contact Josh Saliba with the contacts provided in the show notes. Tune in next week for another episode of the Everything Local Podcast.